While we were marching through Georgia, everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The Alaman left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. Promenade that pretty gal to Georgia. The headline in the paper is Murdered While Seeking His Wife. In early November in 1885, a Tacoa resident named Jasper Henderson had an argument with his wife. It was apparently bad enough of an argument that his wife left and returned to her parents' home. Jasper, as expected, went to the house later to talk to her. He entered the front gate and fell dead from a gunshot to the back of his head. The police arrived and arrested everybody. The wife, as well as her father, mother, sister, and brother. Jasper Henderson's murder was important enough to merit coverage in the New York Times. It's a fascinating but incomplete story. This is a Moving Through Georgia Extra. Both the New York Times and the Atlanta Constitution wrote stories on the murder, and between the two, the story more or less comes out. Henderson appears at the home of his father-in-law, Ben Dodd. I would guess to try to speak to his wife, although the Atlanta paper doesn't even mention there was a falling out between them. Henderson's wife testified at the coroner's jury that Henderson looked very pale, as though something was the matter with him. He spoke with family members outside for about a half hour, then they all decided to go in for a drink of water, and at that point someone concealed behind a building shot Henderson from behind. The body was dragged into the woods. The Times story expressly describes the damage done to the body by dragging. Now, depending on which story you believe, the body was then brought back into the house or it was left in the woods. The Atlanta paper finishes by saying the people in and around the house were arrested, with the exception of a fellow named Bob Morris, who was known to have boarded a train later that day and escaped. The Times story has Morris enter the house and announce that he had killed Henderson in self-defense before exiting the scene. Either way, Morris probably figured it would be hard to justify the murder to a jury, so he left the county in a hurry. He was captured in Alabama and returned to Clarksville to stand trial. The Times continues their coverage of the case with Morris's trial and sentencing. Actually, the Times published three separate articles about the events in Habersham County. Morris was sentenced to be hanged for the murder, and the article's author noted that Morris laughed loudly when the sentence was read. This is where I want to stop and remind you that this is a story that is both fascinating and incomplete. I run across so many incidents like this, and I would love the means to investigate them completely, but records can be hard to find. So many stories show promise but end up as incomplete little files in a folder on my hard drive. Maybe a listener can answer the question of Morris's relationship to Henderson and fill in some further details. I think someday I'm going to post an episode of stories that I have only half the details on to see if any listeners can help fill in the rest. So in 1887, Morris was sentenced to die. In a separate article, the Times begins its coverage by citing some financial problems Habersham County was facing, and it seems that some funds designed to strengthen the cells of the county jail were misspent, causing some local concern over the jail's security. 
So the county purchased a modern steel cell for the jail and at one point deposited Bob Morris inside of it. Well, apparently the prisoners were removed from their modern secure cells for meals and one day at lunch Bob Morris grabbed the jailer who was escorting him and shoved him into the cell, closing and locking the door. Morris and some other prisoners grabbed the guards' guns and left. Search parties were formed, and one party located Morris. Morris tried to fire, but he was shot in the hand by one of the pursuers. Remember, this is the 1880s, and everyone knows that good guys only shoot the bad guys in the hand. Morris was returned to jail, which was definitely a relief to the jailer, who had spent the last six hours trying to find a way out of the modern steel cell. Luckily, Morris still had the key in his pocket. There's a few more details about the fugitives who escaped with Morris, but before I do that, I just want to remind you that Moving Through Georgia is a podcast about history in Northeast Georgia. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you have some details about Bob Morris, let us know at movingthroughgeorgia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. William Sisk was a farmer in Habersham County who was locked up with Morris. He killed a shoemaker when the shoemaker presented him with a bill. Another escapee was J.C. or Tillman Justice. His crime also received the attention of the New York Times. It was in an article on the front page right at the top. Justice was a local moonshiner who was suspicious that a fellow named J.B. Goddard was supplying information on local liquor production to the government. Justice saw Goddard walking across a field and commented to a friend that Goddard was probably looking for his still. He's quoted as saying, I think he had better wear glasses before he looks for my still, but I will make him look through a double gun. He walked up and confronted Goddard, then shot him twice, then struck him with the gun until the stock broke, and then attacked the body with a sharp stone. An article in the Atlantic Constitution describes the crime in detail and states that Justice escaped from jail in Hall County, not in Habersham. At the time of his escape, his first trial had just been declared a mistrial. After his capture, he was tried again, convicted, and hanged in Hiawassee. Everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The yellow man left for the old left, and around the ring you go. A grand old right left walk on your heel and toe. From an a deputy gal to Georgia. That's all.